It takes more than writing slash slash to do in your code editor and letting GitHub Copilot fill in the rest of the comment and then doing that to be a great engineer. <laughs> this is Soft Skills Engineering episode 326. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software developers who just want to delegate their entire life to AI models. I'm having a really hard time helping my three-year-old learn how to work. And is there some way I can use GitHub Copilot to figure out what to do there. Oh man, that's brilliant. I'll write a function called teach three-year-old valuable life lessons and then see what it auto-completes in there. <laughs> um, that's a really do that. good idea to do. Become a billionaire. <laughs> it's like, then you just read it and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is revolutionary. I've got to get going on this quick before someone else types the same. Exactly. <laughs> the same to do. You know what it's going to do is GitHub Copilot's going to like start listing stock picks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they rug pull one day when enough people start using it to pick stocks and then short all of their picks and leave you holding the bag. Yes, exactly. That's kind of not what this show's about though. <laughs> kind of. Um, I mean, just a little but bit. kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Should I thank our patrons? Go for it. All right. Thank you to a one-time shout-out for Ellie Glad and a shout-out to these fantastic weekly shout-out citizens. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Noah Frazier Luge, Kent C. Dodds, Theodore Saban, Memester Josh, Jenny Kim, Owen Shardle, Craig Motlin, Isla Mavis, the Stochastic Parrot, Alice Jost, No Cheating, Lanfair, where I give up, go, go, go. That's pretty good. Shocked in Ohio, patron.com.au, we're hiring. Ira Chan, Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, Testing is Documenting.org, Oladapo Fadier, Will Angel, Clean Foot Emoji, Ragnar, <laughs> Nick Hathaway, Travis, Braden Keynes, John Grant, Cody Sell, Nick Cantar, and Philip John Basile. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of this group. Um, I think we just sent out some invites to our Slack team for, for folks that uh, joined the, the the supporter list. So if you support us with any dollar amount on Patreon, uh, you'll get an invite to our Slack community, which is, is full of delightful folks and wise words. It, it is full of folks and words. Folks and words. Delightful words. And wise folk. <laughs> That's <well>. true. <laughs> you can do that by going to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. And uh, if you contribute at just an astounding level, then we will say your name or some word or maybe some not a word, some sequence of characters <laughs> yes. before the show. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. You keep the show going. All right. Do you want to read our first question? Yeah, I do. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, about a year ago... I joined what it seemed to be the best company ever. It's a pretty big, pretty successful company, which has been fully remote for decades. They have a great work culture where async written communication is the norm. There's no scrum, no micromanagement, no crazy and absurd planning or guessing meetings, etc. Of course, we also have some pressure to ship product, but nothing out of the ordinary. Salary is good. Work-life balance is awesome. I like my team a lot, and overall, people are awesome too. So this sounds like paradise to me. Just setting aside the, the question for a moment, I feel like we're about to be set up for something bad. <laughs> the end. How do I get more people to join? Yeah. <laughs> However, on the technical side, this is the worst, careless, outdated, bug-ridden, untested, unmaintainable, inscrutable, 
IDE freezing, mind-blowing, terrible WordPress code base I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no linters, no formatters. The repository is so big, you can't even open the entire thing on your editor, and you need to open just the folders you're touching. The development environment is, quote, SCP files to a production server taken out of the load balancer. <laughs> Close quote. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. It could be FTP. Zero tests. Manual QA by a teammate before merging. Outdated tooling. Outdated processes. CSS overwritten 10 times because nobody wants to modify any existing rule. Security incidents hidden under the rug every now and then. And the worst part, any attempt to improve this gets rejected. My team laughed at me when I tried to write an acceptance test in my early days. <laughs> Months later, I can see how ridiculous it looks now. I have a better grasp of the technical culture over here. I'm towards the second half of my career. So learning, quote, and staying up to date with the trends is not my priority. I really enjoy this company and love working here until the moment I open my code editor. <laughs> I'm seriously thinking about starting to look for another job, but I have this feeling that wherever I go, the code might be slightly better, but the perks will be worse. Now, I understand why we have these perks. Otherwise, nobody would be here, I guess. <laughs> have you been in this situation or maybe the opposite one? Not sure what to do at this point. Thank you. Woo! That was an awesome mm. question. That was like the best written question ever. <laughs> yeah. You can really feel the despair. Yes. <laughs> but also the delight. Like, this is a real dilemma. Yeah. They laughed at you. <laughs> I'm just going to write an automated test. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, funny. Oh, oh. I mean, if they laugh when you write an acceptance test, what do you think they're going to do if you suggest, hey, why don't we rewrite this code base? Yeah. <laughs> you could just pivot to accidental comedian as your main yeah. con contribution to this team. You will knock them out. They'll laugh so hard. They'll just lose their breath and pass out. <laughs> Yeah, this is interesting. I, a book that I really like called Kill It With Fire. It's about oh. legacy system migrations, sort of. It's about a bunch of other stuff too, but it talks about this problem a little bit. And it's interesting that we're talking about this on the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast because there are a bunch of technical considerations that go into it, mm -hmm. uh, but we're not allowed to talk about any of those. And good news, those are the easy things. <laughs> like <laughs> the... The, the non-technical things of marshalling the organization like willpower so that this changes are, are much harder than the, the work to, to enact the technical change, I think. Well, now that I just said that, I'm like tasting it in my mouth. Is that true? <laughs> How does it taste? There, it's probably, it's, it's, it's harder, to, harder to get started. I mean, it's going to take years to, <laughs> to, of work to, to fix this. Uh, and that's harder than like getting people riled up, I guess, and, and keeping them going. But have you ever seen a project this big get fixed? I guess it depends on how you define fixed. Is fixed like it is as it would be if we started over from scratch and made all of the right decisions? Yes. And no. <laughs> it will ne no. That 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 will never happen. Maybe that's a good thing to point out. Like, what what does better look like here? Like, what's a reasonable iterative improvement on what you have right now? What if I suggested writing an acceptance test and they just like snorted instead of full on belly laugh? <laughs> like that's that's improvement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if we are sync files to the production server? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm taking everything into consideration here. You've got a great job. You're well paid. The team is great. The code sucks. But, you know, it's like a shared enemy. You can all just commiserate with each other. Boy, this code sucks. You know, put your arm around someone's shoulder and just throw your head back and laugh. And maybe having perfect code isn't actually an amazing objective or a super important objective anyway. Maybe just hang out and, and just enjoy it. This code must make a lot of money if it sucks it must. this badly. Mm-hmm. And, and they've built this decades-old successful company. Yeah, on WordPress. <laughs> yeah, now I'm trying to think, like, can I somehow reverse engineer what company this is? <laughs> I hope not. You just don't Maybe it know. is Word. Maybe it's automatic. <laughs> <laughs> it is WordPress. It turns out it's Google. Google search is actually a WordPress website. <laughs> I'm thinking this company must make a lot of money, but not that much money. Uh, you know, like mid-range money, because if they made a, just a crazy amount of money, that would probably be an indicator that they have a ton of users and a ton of scale. And this system would have fallen apart long ago. And they would have had to been rebuilding par- at least parts of it over time. Just like the classic stories at, you know, Uber and Amazon and facebook where it's like they have to rebuild things constantly for the next 10xing of of uh, usage growth yeah this must just be a consistent money maker but not an exponential money maker huh but we're not really Yet. answering the question <laughs> until you until you rewrite it all and then what it's just a more expensive money maker that makes the same amount of money <laughs> everyone knows that elegant code equals hockey stick <laughs> That's true. You know, you know what would really make this WordPress website make a lot more money? Rewriting it in Scheme. <laughs> it's so elegant. Yes. What if we used macros to Can you imagine the domain specific macros that this thing could could house? I mean, we're kind of dancing around a point here which is like part of the impact is on your morale. Yeah. But like you said, they do a really good job of trying to offset that by yeah. <laughs> by having other good things. Yeah. And and part of what you need to do is figure out why they care why the company should care about I guess I'm assuming that the developers would like to improve it but they feel like maybe maybe it, the idea of improving things has been shot down too many times and they're kind of like they've given up by now. But I'm assuming that they could they could be re-engaged if you have some credible plan that that has business backing to improve stuff, mm-hmm. but the 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 way you do that is by pitching this as solving a problem that they care about and solving it in the most efficient way. You seem to have this idea that this is a solvable problem. What if it's not? What if this is it? Like this is your life if you stay here. Oh, like I I'm kind of seeing I'm kind of seeing the question here maybe a little bit differently than you are. That's because I'm a young whippersnapper. <laughs> you're you're laughing at me. I'm like Dave. Clearly, we have to write an acceptance test for this company and you're like oh did i usually say something that wasn't give up that's so true i mean how naive like i don't listen i mean unless you're the cto of this company i don't think you're changing it like they've they're they've got a decade you're fighting decades of precedent and probably hundreds of people who have who have left a wake of misery and uh, really sad stories in their past to try to do what you're talking about doing. I think the option here is quit or just embrace the Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I don't know if there's another option here. Mm. 
Okay, okay. I have a third path. So there, there's like fix the system so that it is less horrible for, for all the ways you define horrible. You could also like, it's like you need to craft yourself a suit of armor. Like you, you build yourself tools. It's not, it's not like you're going to fix your, your C, put CI in place around the system to make it so that like formatting and linting and other yeah. stuff happens. But you, you need to like create a personal developer environment that like works around the crappy parts somehow. Uh -huh. For example, if you care a lot about formatting, you just have to build your editor so that it formats the entire code base when you open it <laughs> and then like unformats it when you close it so that you don't actually change the code. Yeah, this will be an interesting computational problem because no formatter on earth can actually do that in less than a few hours based on what's just been described here. Yeah, but again, okay, go solve that problem. Probably easier than solving yeah. <laughs> the problem of, of, yeah. of fixing the whole system. There's an endless supply <laughs> of really fun problems that are going to turn into great yeah. blog posts. And just imagine the clickbait yeah. headline. You know, I ported ESLint, or whatever the WordPress PHP equivalent of ESLint is. I, yeah. I fixed PHP Lint to handle the world's largest WordPress website code base. Yeah, I mean, your 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 development environment is SCP files to a production server taken down to a load balancer. So how can you use that as a vector for like continuous delivery, right? You have to build some kind of system that, uh, I don't know, automatically pulls stuff out of the load balancer and SCP stuff for you. And then it like, it just papers over the, the, the madness. I feel like I was really gung-ho about like, here's how you marshal all the build the case and get business it's not gonna happen and, and, yeah it's probably not i i maybe maybe just pick one thing though like you're not gonna sure. you're not gonna change everything unless you work there for a long time but is there is there like the right combination of really painful and also not super expensive to fix that that you can improve just a little bit and that might be more tractable than thinking like how do i take this whole system from something that makes me cry to something that makes me cry a little less <laughs> yeah yeah Listen. yeah how, how do i cry less is much more tractable than like <laughs> how do i how do i sing songs of exquisite joy yeah yeah when my editor opens i've created this spreadsheet that tracks the number of milliliters of tears that i shed each day yeah <laughs> i just want yeah, to just, see it drive down to zero just trend down yeah <laughs> a five percent year over year decrease in tears shed <laughs> But also, you have to account for like the growing cynicism exactly. that you experience. Exactly, I've become so, harder and harder, and now I don't yeah. cry anymore. <laughs> My tears are more precious to me. Yeah. It's like dry out and shrivel up. I mean, listen, you're you're talking. <laughs> I I am the person who at work right now has spearheaded and secured funding for and approved a a large overhaul of a big portion of our application, and uh, and even I don't think that based on this description that this is worth even trying to improve a little bit <laughs> yeah it's a wordpress code base that an editor an ide can't even open <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> google solved that they wrote better ides <sighs> anyway they did. i i i think you know i i'm not the kind of engineer that would want to work at a company like this i would quit just but that's my personality <laughs> and i i really think that you're gonna have to figure it out for yourself like because I think what you're actually asking is, can I work in kind of a crappy environment with good pay, but I just kind of drift into a clock-punching 
mode that I don't really care that much about the work I'm doing. And what will that do to my to my psyche over time? Hey, and if you're the kind of person that can still be happy and, and productive and healthy in that environment, go for it. But that's not me. Like this would tear me up. I would have to leave. And I think I know people who would do fine in this environment, but I'm not one of them. Yeah. The fact that stuff is bad is not the scary part. The fact that they laugh at you when you try and fix it <laughs> is the scary part. <laughs> exactly. There's there's messes everywhere, but hmm. <sighs> okay. Well, my dreams are crushed. <laughs> question feels answered to me. Okay. Question answered. Should I read the next one? Please do. This question is from an anonymous listener who says, my team got a new manager about six months ago. While I've had managers all across the spectrum of weird quirks in my time as an engineer, this person has one that's new for me and I'm not sure how to handle it. He operates in a very top-down fashion, which isn't unusual. What is unusual, however, is that he will insist that everyone on the team give him feedback on a given issue, and then inevitably just proceed with whatever he had decided beforehand. I take giving feedback very seriously and spend a lot of time getting my thoughts in order when I'm asked to give input on something. Having someone request that and then immediately throw my input in the proverbial paper shredder is a frustrating waste of my time especially since the team and company are growing rapidly and there are a lot of these kind of decisions that have to be made. How should I approach this? I don't want to keep spending time and effort on feedback that's going to be ignored, but I also don't know a polite corporate speak equivalent of, please don't ask my opinion on this when we both know you've already made up your mind. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a tough one. Maybe you just haven't found the feedback that is, is so earth shattering that it actually changes his mind. What if you could say something like, here's my feedback. I'm going to write you a check for $50,000 if you use this technology instead. <laughs> <laughs> and if he goes, nope, and throws that in the trash, then you got a real interesting person on your hands. <laughs> well, you, you know, they cannot be bought for a mere $50,000. I guess just keep raising the price until you find yeah, the line. I mean... <laughs> And then when they say, okay, then you say, I feel like there's a pyramid scheme somewhere where you need to go get, or a Ponzi scheme or something. You need to, you need to go get the money from other people. I don't know how Ponzi schemes work. That's pretty funny. Is that the first time you've ever been asked to describe a Ponzi scheme out loud? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I asked myself too. It's even worse. <sighs> uh how should i approach it i don't want to keep i mean i, I know what i would do in this situation which is i would not give feedback anymore i mm -hmm. would very quickly <laughs> i don't know if that's the right thing to do but i i would get really frustrated by this yeah and then the feedback would be like have you considered moving this pick button six pixels to the left <laughs> or whatever like if it if it was important politically that i participate in the process i would just make up some nonsense. you would have some but, token feedback uh, you could offer yeah, but I, I I I would get pretty fed up with the like asymmetry of being asked yeah. to put a lot of thought into what could we do instead and then that being discarded. Right. What if you just came up with really, really bad ideas? What would the the goal be? I don't know, just kind of a chaotic just see if if, if you get called on it. Yeah, I guess so. Like I, I they I think there's some interesting questions here. Is this person even listening to the feedback? Is he even considering, like, is he even evaluating its goodness or badness? Or is he just letting you have airtime uh, so that he gives the impression of being a collaborative leader and then discarding everything? 
You know, because if you said something just really outrageous and wild, kind of like a Wayne's World situation when they're being interviewed on that radio show, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's this person even listening at all, because I think that would be fun to find out. Yeah. If, if every if for everything they say that you say to them, your manager strokes their chin and says, hmm, interesting. I think we'll go my way, no matter if yeah. it's like, what if we what if we implant a mimetic kill agent into the program so that when users see it, it, it destroys their brains. <laughs> hmm. Good idea, In- but... Interesting. <laughs> I think we will use uh, Kubernetes instead, though. <laughs> okay, so so I would... I told you what I would do, which is give up. But yeah, then perfect. what I would do next is, is get f- fed up and then go on a crusade and then battle them and then probably quit after that that's probably what does the a end. crusade look like what kind of things do you do <laughs> oh just like i don't know i'd probably fight with them and say like not not in public in a meeting but i would i would definitely complain to them that it felt like they were asking for feedback and doing nothing with ah. it, and it seemed kind of pointless but at this point you're already on your way out the door is what you're saying yeah but I, I'd, I'd be mad not like a working towards a resolution i'd okay. be like what if you do those things in a different down. order what if you start with a uh, private sit-down conversation where you respectfully tell the leader that before I get mad. Yeah, I mean, just you know, uh, I don't know, just try it. <laughs> it feels so good to be motivated by righteous indignation, though. Like, <laughs> oh man, nothing feels better than to go on a crusade. I know there's a lot of road rage that results from that sort of thing. That's true. Yeah. People do sometimes have bad outcomes from that. Yeah, sometimes. I, I think, here's what I think I would do. They would they would ask for feedback in a meeting. I would give it. And they would say, I don't think that I agree with that. And I would say, every idea that is destroyed by the truth deserves to be destroyed by it. Or some like <laughs> big like... <laughs> big philosophical statement. Yeah, some, some big flag planted in the ground. We're going to go at it. Talking to them is probably a good idea. I wonder, though, if you, if, I mean, if this is the kind of person who discards feedback, what happens if you sit down with them privately and say, Oh, yeah, and they're like, hmm, an interesting suggestion, but I think I'll- I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> That's yes. when you just tear right. out your hair. I mean, it's just like they're ah. consistent. Yeah. Listen, I listen to all feedback and I do none of it. Feedback is welcome. I I welcome the oversight, and it makes it makes us stronger and better. And I'm not gonna do what you said. Sorry. I just want to be clear on exactly what I welcome, though. What I welcome is the sound waves of your feedback. I, I just <laughs> I appreciate the amplitude and the frequencies. <laughs> I do not appreciate the semantic content of your feedback, and I will reject it. I mean, or maybe you do appreciate the semantic content in the way that you appreciate, like. A fine piece of of art. Yeah, you, know, you just kind of, and then you just keep walking. You experience it through the art studio to the next one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does, and, and maybe it affects you subtly in some way. Yeah, maybe right. Maybe years later, you're like, oh, but you're not like. It's not like you look at that Mondrian painting and are like, oh, okay, I do need to destroy all curved lines in my life. <laughs> Correct. Okay, I I will change my desk into a field of tables. <laughs> not what it's for this person truly understands what feedback is for it's it's to wash over you that's right it's it's like an existential existentialism which i just use that word and i just have no idea if it applies but it seemed right 
I said yeah because I was hoping that you're gonna uh, not say that you didn't know how how it applied, and I could just like nod my head. Just part of part of being present in the moment is, like you said, letting, letting the feedback just wash over you. Um, but I am just listen. I'm just an observer in this journey. I just yeah. watch. It, it, I wonder if they like read some Harvard Business Review article. Oh yeah. Like, Ways to be a good boss, like have an open door policy or something and just totally misunderstood this. There was an article that went around about Jeff Bezos, about how when he is confronted with a decision with his group of leaders, his lieutenants, he would ask each person what they thought and then he would he would always go last so as to not like taint the group's opinion or bias the group. So he would listen to each person's recommendation and then he would choose. So I wonder... In this case, with your boss, if it's, um, is this person actually choosing a recommendation that someone else put out there and it just never happens to be you? Or is it like, I've heard the seven ideas in this group and I choose an eighth idea, which is uniquely mine. <laughs> yeah. So so maybe they're, maybe they're going first in this instead of last is what you're saying. Essentially, like cognitively, they already went. <laughs> yeah now i just have to let all the all the peasants say their words <laughs> so they won't quit yeah let them let them get their little participation trophy <laughs> i don't know that i feel like we're being uh, a little so, little critical on the manager here M- maybe that's what's going on boy are we yeah i mean let's explore more earnestly what you said about just having a, a private conversation because the the question asker does mention i don't know a polite corporate speak equivalent of don't ask me for your opinion if it's never going to matter. Yeah, I mean, and that's probably the wrong words to say. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, what you do need to say is is the truth will win out, and you're an enemy to the truth. <laughs> I think in these situations, I'll, I always approach these situations, or rather, the aspirational side of me always approaches these situations. <laughs> Podcaster day. Yeah, pod- <laughs> for those, those of you who are listening who don't have to work with me. Uh, can just keep <laughs> believing that I actually do good things once in a while. But if I were advising someone, which I am, I would advise you to approach this situation from the business and the team's perspective. In other words, call out how the team can be better and how better ideas can come to the forefront if this person will actually stop and consider the feedback. And you know what? I, how I would start that is with a question. Rather than an accusation of, hey, you don't listen to my feedback, I would say, I got a question for you. How seriously do you consider the feedback that you get? And the context for this question is, I've noticed that you go to great lengths to ask everybody for their input, but I've actually never seen you take any of the feedback and apply it, you know, and just kind of sit that, throw that out there and, and see how they respond. That's probably how I would start the conversation. And I have no idea how it would end. That's that's interesting. I, I was thinking of like centering it on myself a little bit of of like, I feel less motivated to give feedback because I feel like mm. it doesn't happen. And then it's and then it can be more I don't know, maybe it softens it a little bit from like this is a this is a, a problem that I have or or that is not just all you, but still lets you explore that space a little bit and and maybe your manager will participate and say, "Huh, I do never take your suggestion." Or or maybe they'll they'll be like Here's how to accept your place a little bit better. Let me let me coach you on, <laughs> on getting your trophy, but it leaves a little more wiggle room, which may or may not be a good thing. Yeah, like you you ask for feedback, and and I I find it hard 
to give it because I I feel like it's not going to matter. Yeah. See, but I don't you feel like you're putting yourself, you're kind of setting yourself up for a risky response or a painful response, which is all your ideas are bad. Feedback is bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not, I bet your manager doesn't say that, but I bet they'll dance around it and then you'll walk out of that meeting going, oh, my ideas are bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's a risk. You could also talk about it as like, uh, I mean, maybe it's not a, your ideas are bad thing. Maybe it's like a, they ask for feedback when stuff is already in motion. Maybe maybe ah, bringing it up the earlier would make it more more the the substrate that you are working in yeah. is more malleable. I don't have like I if, don't have a problem with your way of being. It's just a timing issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's easier to tackle. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your feedback. I will not change anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this would be really frustrating to me. I agree. Now I'm <laughs> racking my brain thinking do i do this i think i don't think i, I think do. when people ask me for feedback i'm a lot like this person the question asker like I, I prepare way too much i'll often write down something like i'll i'll take the problem statement and i'll break it down and break it down to its first principles in a document and then i'll have like three different options with a recommendation and they're just like oh dave i don't want to read this <laughs> come on <laughs> i just wanted you to tell me my idea was good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and maybe that's what's going on. And maybe that's the right yeah. answer is like, oh, good idea. Thank you. That is actually that that might be true. This they they might be feeling a little insecure and maybe they want some validation and they say feedback, but what they really mean is like support, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I like your idea better than mine, which is get mad and then throw a fit and then quit. Yeah. Well, which I mean that works too. Yeah. Well, no, the joke fled my brain. <laughs> Bummer. Some joke about how there you wouldn't know because you wouldn't get feedback if it was a bad <laughs> idea. I don't know. All right, have we answered this question? I think we've uh, we're close enough. <laughs> close, yeah, close enough. <laughs> uh, what can people do if they want their own questions answered? Go to softskills.audio and click the ask a question button. We must thank you for all of the feedback. Sorry, I mean questions that you've given us, many of which we have not answered because there are many. Uh, but many of which we have, and we we commit that even though the questions are growing at a rate faster than we can answer, we will answer them all somehow through economies of scale. I'm going to pass this on to my descendants. <laughs> and then I just need to count on my family tree expanding enough. That oh, yeah, there, it, is, there, could, there are possibilities for exponential growth there. Yeah. It's a good but point. then again, our podcast is pretty like exponential Super. listener growth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the tree of family members answering questions has to expand faster. Yeah. Or we have to deliberately slow down the growth of the podcast. Right. All right, I've got some thinking to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week.